0: hello and welcome into another episode of find the edge with Nick and Cody coming at you with our week 15 best bets it's playoff week for a lot of you in fantasy hopefully unlike my lovely co-host Cody Barwick you didn't have Austin Eckler in your lineups last night uh, maybe the Raiders defense for all you uh, lucky guys out there that were able to play them but um, hopefully we get some better football than that Thursday night game, Cody. Holy crap. That was a tough watch.
1: Yeah, it was a tough watch, but um, I, I mean, it was a tough watch for the chargers. It was, uh, <laughs> it was not too bad if you were uh, betting on the Raiders or supporting the Raiders at all. That that was probably a very fun game to watch if you're one of the few Raider fans out there. So uh, yeah, that's pretty crazy. My under bet was gone by halftime by one singular team. So just uh, luckily bet on a uh, Devontae Adams anytime touchdown, but had to wait till the seventh touchdown of the game for that one to cash, surprisingly enough. So uh, yeah, obviously Austin Eckler kind of screwed me. I need some I need some big time help. Um, I think I'm down to like starting DeMario Douglas and Zay Jones and a very important fantasy football league. So, best of luck to me. But Nick, how's your how's your weekend? What are your weekend plans?
0: Not too much. Me and the fiance are picking up our new cat uh tomorrow morning. So, uh we're going to, you know, be have our hands full with that during the day. Going to be watching some Saturday afternoon football and dealing with uh three animals and a new cat. Hopefully that goes all right. But Cody, Let's uh let's get that let's turn that frown upside down. Let's make some money here. How about you give me your first best bet of week 15?
1: Absolutely. Just as a reminder, we are both 32 25 and 3 on the season, right at right just under 56%. I think it's 55.8. We're up 4 units apiece. So, uh hopefully we both just go 5 and 0 every single week down the stretch and end up with the same sure. record. Sounds like a good plan uh i will start with this one because i you kind of were on this one early and then i listened to a few other professionals that got me all over this one The steelers plus one and a half at the colts that was the best number i could find when i was looking right before we recorded as i was saying i was a little hesitant on this one earlier in the week but a lot of smart guys including nick are all over the steelers in this spot this is your typical mike tomlin spot They've lost two really bad games in a row against the Patriots and the Cardinals. If there's any other reason to be rah-rah, that would be it right there. Um, I I will say I am a little nervous betting on Mitch and the Steelers' offense, but this is one of those that if you do it every single time over the long run, you're going to make yourself money. Tomlin is 55-30-3 against the spread as an underdog. That was right at 65%. So if you bet every single time Tomlin has been an underdog in his career, you would be making a ton of money. So kind of a system play here, but Steelers plus one and a half.
0: Yeah, good play. Did not make it into my top five, but uh, it did make it into my teaser later, not to spoil things, but uh, I kind of used my teaser this week as a way to kind of give confidence to some other bets I was not able to fit in to my top five. But nonetheless, a good play. Uh, Part of the reason I was off of it is because I'm on a different Saturday game and I didn't want to completely spoil my weekend if both of those went the wrong way. But we are going with the first game of the weekend, uh, at least on Saturday, Minnesota plus three and a half. I uh, talked about this one on the Tuesday episode as well, did a little more research and I like it quite a bit here. Uh, we're betting on a fallback to earth from Jake Browning. He has had a couple soft matchups in a row. He's looked really good, but Jacksonville and the Colts are in the bottom 10 in the league uh, in pass defense And uh, Jake Browning has been able to take advantage of those matchups, but this Minnesota defense is a much different beast. They've been playing really well lately. Uh, Over their last four games, they have not given up both 300 yards and more than 10 points to any opponent. Really stingy defense right now. Obviously, shut out the Raiders offense that looked pretty good against the Chargers last night uh, in their last game. So uh, that's most of my argument. Justin Jefferson also looks like he's going to be a go in this one. And I think Nick Mullins. you, you kind of know what he is. He's just a veteran pocket passer. He's not going to wow you, but I think he's going to steady the ship a little bit. Doesn't have quite the floor that Josh Dobbs has. I think this offense will be able to do enough to get the Vikings within a field goal. And I like the under in this game as well, but I thought uh, if this game does go under, I think that means Minnesota's going to be competing and may even just win it outright. So at three and a half, I like the Vikings. I think if it were to dip, under three and you still want to bet this game i would just go with uh betting the under there at, i think 40 and a half right now 58 percent of bets on the vikings 76 percent of money so we're riding with the sharps as well
1: yeah absolutely i i think nick mullins and jake brown are going to be looked at like very similar quarterbacks at the end of the season just solid backups yep. but like i said i think Jake, like you said jake browning stock is just a little bit too high right now uh stock overall on the vikings is just down they only put up three points last week uh credit to their defense because they did ho- hold that Las Vegas offense completely down. So uh, like you said, they have been playing phenomenal. But, yeah, I like that bet quite a bit. Um, honestly, surprised that uh, that game is not – surprised that it's over a field goal. I'm, I'm shocked that you get the three and a half on that one. So uh, props to you on that one. Uh, another one that I think you may potentially have – actually, I know you're going to have this one based on the way that you were talking. Bears plus three at the Browns. I cannot find a professional betting podcast that does not love the Bears this week, both as the both at plus three and on the money line. So, uh, I I felt like I had to throw it in here. I've heard them thrown around multiple times. Uh, I I genuinely like them to win outright as well. So I will take the three points. It's a sell high spot on Joe Flacco and the Browns' offense. Their defense is still really good, so I think this game really is going to come down to turnovers. If Justin Fields can limit those and their offense can play smart. I think that they find a way to win that game. If they give the Browns a few short fields, then the Browns probably win and cover that number. So comes down to the way the offense operates, but um, the, the Bears defense has been pretty good the past couple of weeks. I don't see the Browns, you know, with Joe Flacco, with some beat up running backs, uh, driving the field on a consistent basis against them. So, a game that comes down to turnovers I think the Bears are going to do their best to uh, keep the ball on their side and I think they're going to cover the plus three and if you're a little feel a little dangerous Sunday morning I like them on the money line as well
0: yeah my uh, second best bet is absolutely Bears plus three Uh, not going to belabor that point too much you hit a lot of the points I was going to get after I think another thing that's kind of underrated here is that the Browns struggle against running quarterbacks they've only played Uh, by my measure, three running quarterbacks so far this year. Lamar, twice. He has scored 28 and 24 points against this defense. And then Russell Wilson, not necessarily a running quarterback in the traditional sense, but in the game they played against him. He ran 11 times, had 40 yards and a touchdown. Uh, Not the best numbers on his own, but the other running backs, uh, the the running backs for Denver got going in that game. They ended up with 170 rushing yards against this defense. Uh, Sometimes schematically when you are able to run that uh, read option, it can, you know, certain defenses struggle with that. If you don't have the guy on the edge that can keep up with the quarterback on the outside, uh, you know, maybe teams are attacking the other end on uh, on the other side of Miles Garrett. But yeah, I like the Bears plus three a lot. 71% of bets on the Bears, 87% of money. They're becoming a bit of a public dog, which sometimes worries you. But I liked that this game actually ticked down from three and a half to three. It tells me the books are maybe trying to get some more money on the Brown side of things because uh, most of the bets have been coming in on the bears. So uh, that gave me some confidence. I actually have a second best bet in this game and it's a little wild. So you got to bear with me on it. Bears Browns over 38 and a half Cleveland eighth in the NFL in rush rate on the season, 44.75% generally not a good thing for overplays because obviously running, uh, running the ball leads to, less, you know, less yards per play uh, clock keeps running, but with Flacco, the last two games, that rush rate is all the way down to 33.8%. That would be the third lowest for the full season in the NFL so far. And uh, before you say small sample size, it was 38, 33.8% in both games, exactly 33.8 in both games. So even that, uh, that Rams game, they were trailing for a large portion of it. Pass rate was high. And then even last week against the Jaguars, they were up multiple scores for most of that game. Were at pass rate still very high in that game. Uh, they run a lot of RPO concepts in the Browns' offense, and uh, it's not surprising. But Joe Flacco tends to throw the ball when he has the opportunity in those RPOs, as opposed to uh, you know the BJ Walkers, Dorian Thompson-Robinsons, and Deshaun Watsons of the world who can run the ball a little bit themselves. So. Uh, Joe Flacco taking over has definitely led to more throwing, which will lead to bigger plays and may lead to more turnovers on the other side, which is all good stuff for that overplay. So the Sharps aren't with me here. We have 9% of bets on the over, 3% of money. But what I thought was interesting there, this number went up. It started at 37 and a half, went up to 38 and a half even after all of the money came in on the under, which is very strange. You would expect the books to go the other way with it when they're getting all of the money on the other side. Uh, But tells me Vegas may be a little bit scared of this over, trying to get people to leverage further into the under, even after all the money came in on it. So uh, 38.5, not scaring me. Uh, The weather looks good in Cleveland this weekend too. So normally in December, you want to avoid those Cleveland games uh, for overplays because the weather can really – play play games with you uh on the river there but it looks good we're should be in the 50s should be minimal wind uh no rain so uh, we got lucky here in cleveland this weekend should be a good atmosphere for points
1: yes yeah, so that was some good uh investigative journalism there on your part nick because that actually makes me want to take the over in this game as well uh, <laughs> not as the best bet but just on my personal betting card because uh yeah yeah, what it, what that sounds like to me is Vegas has a sneaky suspicion this game's going over and they just want to keep taking money on the under. They just want to keep this is one of those that you know, if the public's having a good year just finding these unders, then they're going to find one and just keep sucking them into it until they until they uh lose. So, yeah, that's that's an interesting point. Very very cool. Uh well, what it's worth into,
0: uh sorry, I just wanted to get this last point in for there for what what yep. it's worth. Uh, The Both the Flacco games, the totals have been, uh, in the Rams game, it was 39.5. And and against Jacksonville last week, uh, I believe it was right around there as well. I'm taking a look real quick here. 37.5. So both those totals were really low. And the Rams game, 55 total points. Last week against Jacksonville, 56. So absolutely crushed the over in both of those games. Uh, We're still sitting at 38.5 here. We don't even need nearly that many points. Just get both these teams to 20, and we'll cover those easily
1: absolutely and yeah like i said you got the bears on the other side that if their offense gets going they can they can run up run it up on the scoreboard pretty quickly as well yeah. so absolutely let's get into my third best bet here texans at titans we are going to take the titans minus two and a half Now, this is one that if you're listening on sunday it may be that you may may have missed the boat but we did mention it earlier as well if you uh I'm looking now, as we're recording the podcast, you can still get it minus two and a half at Caesars and at FanDuel. So I'm going to go ahead and take it at under a field goal. Um, but I do see on DraftKings it's at minus four. So this this is definitely going to go up to a right Gotta around that range. Yeah. Absolutely. Definition of shop your lines. Uh, Titans are all oh. not great as favorites, but I'm going to take the chance that Will Levis is going to have a better game than Davis Mills. I like D'Amico Ryan's a lot as a head coach, but when you lose your star quarterback as well as your star offensive weapon for the season, uh, CJ Stroud not for the season, but Tank Dell is. Uh, I'm just I think there's going to be a little bit of the season probably feels over to him if CJ Stroud doesn't play. I can see this being a letdown spot for the Texans, um, and again, the Texans defense made will or made Zach Wilson look pretty good last week. Hopefully they can do the same for Will Levis and Titans get this win by more than three.
0: Yeah, definitely a good play if you can get it under three. Uh, scares me a little bit taking uh, Levis on the on the line here as a favorite, but uh, if it's going to be Davis Mills. Hard not to love this bet uh, at home with Brable. Should be able to take care of business there, especially because the Texans are so beat up at the skill positions, uh, even beyond the quarterback. So it's going to be really hard for them to move the ball here. My fourth best bet of the day, we're going to Los Angeles. Uh, I got scared off of the line here, so instead we are just going to play the total over 50.5. It's a big number, especially in today's NFL, but uh, we're going to ride it. It's come up from 49. We talked about it on Tuesday, said I liked it then. I still like it now, even after it's ticked up a little bit. Just a really good atmosphere for points here. The Los Angeles Rams in their last three since they've gotten healthy with a full allotment of skill position players, 37, 36, and 31 points. One of those games against the Cardinals defense, they're not great, but the other two against the Browns and the Ravens, two really good defenses. The Washington Commanders are not that uh i just wanted to reiterate this point i thought this was funny when i was doing some research for this one washington has held only four opponents this year to under 29 points so four of 13 tries uh they have held under 29 every single other opponent nine of 13 has scored 29 points at least those four opponents they've held under 29 points josh dobbs in week one desmond ritter and the falcons probably their most impressive defensive performance tyrod taylor uh, and the New York Giants in a game they lost 14-7. to seven, And then Mac Jones and the Patriots, they held the 17 points. So uh, I think this Rams offense falls under the category of an elite unit, and they should be able to clear 30 pretty easily. Rams D on the other side, they are averaged to slightly below. So 19th in points allowed so far this year. The fact that the spread is held at 6.5, even though all of the money has come in on it, has not ticked up the 7 is kind of worrying me. Seems like the uh, the books are kind of baiting us here. Feels a lot like that Seattle game earlier this year, where we all thought the Seahawks were going to blow out the Commanders. They ended up kind of backdooring that cover, so I think something similar could happen here. Uh, that's why I am off uh, of the of the spread, even though I still like it from a football perspective. I, I look at it; I, it doesn't make any sense to me. But the fact the number hasn't moved scares me. We're just going to take the over instead. That number has moved tells me the books are a bit scared of this one. 84% of bets on the over.
1: Yeah, that's really good analysis. Unfortunately, I'm going to ignore that back half and take the Rams minus 6.5. That's what
0: I was trying. I was trying to (laughs) – I I knew you were going to be on it. I I know. I like it. Uh, Again, it's it's just a Vegas thing. Like from a football perspective, I love the Rams minus 6.5. It's just – I'm just wondering why this thing hasn't gone to 7. But, uh, yeah, go ahead.
1: I I agree with you. I was a little bit scared that the line hasn't moved at all. I was I was I honestly was willing to take it at minus seven minus seven and a half. So me I would too. have been okay if I, it would have moved. I would have been it would not have scared me off it, of it. Weirdly not. Um, but yeah, this is just to me. This could be something that we see very similar to the Chargers game last night. The Commanders are they're done for the season, and they it's well known there's going to be an entire regime change there. Maybe Eric Bieniemy takes over as head coach, but. Odds are they'll probably start fresh if they cleared the rest of the house. So, if that's the case, I could just see this being a chance where the team just quits on the coach and and they just kind of get blown out. So, that's not necessarily calling for that to happen. I think the Rams can cover by a touchdown even if it's still competitive. But a part of me just thinks that this Commanders team has one good blowout left in them this season. And I have a feeling it's going to be this week. Rams obviously coming off a tough loss to the Ravens. They really should have won that game if you go back and look at the – various leads that they had, uh, but they're still, they still have a shot at a playoff, you know, a playoff spot. So they're going to be going um, 100% the entire game. So I like the Rams for those kind of reasons, but like Nick said, it is a little bit weird from a Vegas perspective that this line has not ticked up. Um, but on the other side of it, I would never be able to recommend commanders plus six and a half. They've burned me no. multiple times when I no, thought we're they were in a good spot. So I'm going if, to, if it's a trap, I'll walk into it, but Rams minus six and a half.
0: Yeah, definitely echo everything you said there. The only thing scaring me off of it is the professional betting aspect of it. Uh, The fact that Vegas has not pushed this number up uh, is the only reason I have to be off of it. Everything else you said makes complete sense. The Rams need this game desperately to stay in the playoff race. They're all firing on all cylinders right now. Washington has every reason to just kind of lay down, and I'm not going to say quit, on their coach but especially the defensive side of things has just been bad all year anyway so uh they're four and nine they don't have anything to play for they've traded their best of two defensive players uh just i just don't see any way the rams offense does not do whatever they want on sunday my last best bet of the day bills minus two against the cowboys we talked about this one quite a bit on tuesday as well classic spot to fade the Cowboys on the road. They've really only had two road tests so far this year against quality teams against the Niners and the Eagles. They lost and did not cover in either one of those games. Obviously the Niners game, they uh, famously got blown out by 32 points, not calling for that against this Bills squad, but I think the uh, the bills can, can cover and win this game by at least a field goal Uh, from a football perspective. Uh, The Cowboys are a great team uh, by the numbers, but they've just been different on the road, as we've talked about quite a bit uh, on this podcast so far this year. So uh, I am willing to fade them here. The Bills obviously need this one to stay in the hunt for that six or seven seed, or maybe even the division, if they can run the table. Uh, They are kind of rounding into form here as the end of the year rolls around. Uh, I just like them to win this game. Uh, Classic fade the Cowboys spot on the road here. So we will take the Bills minus two.
1: Yep, you know, that's a podcast, but I'm right there with you, Bills. I actually – we'll figured. just go ahead and I'll just – we'll just do minus one and a half. You can get minus one and a half at multiple Beautiful. sports books here. So, at Caesars, at FanDuel. So, take the half a point off. If they win by two, we both get a win here. Um, I absolutely love it. I think this would be my favorite bet of the week if we had a best bet, you know, that we were – Still doing. Uh, the Cowboys are probably at their peak level of public fandom. This is the time of year where they have some good wins and people start talking about the Cowboys Super Bowl. Typically, what happens next? A pretty big letdown. So I see that happening this week against the Bills. Um, Josh Allen has been completely rolling. I mean, he stumbled, I guess, slightly against the Chiefs, didn't have his best day, but they have been the one of the best defenses all season. So I'm OK not really worrying about it. And the Cowboys' defense is very turnover-dependent. You know, if this is a game where the Bills have a couple fumbles, Josh Allen has a couple turnovers, the Cowboys are going to be right in it. I think if the Bills can play a mistake-free game, I think they can end up winning this one going away. So, Buffalo minus one and a half, my favorite
0: bet of the week. And uh, I, I would say probably my easiest bet of the week by far. And I'm going to throw out my teaser before we recap our five bets uh, this week. Again, uh, working my way through these teasers. I'm not going to be butthurt if you aren't following me on these quite yet. We're just kind of trying to round these into form for next year's pod, to be honest. But... Steelers plus seven and a half, work them in. Told you I was going to work them in before. Rams minus 0.5. Uh, again, like the line. I'm just going to tease it down to the Rams winning the game here because I feel pretty confident in that. And then 49ers minus six and a half. That number has come down from 13 and a half, crossed that uh, teaser threshold that we just need them to win by a touchdown. So Steelers plus seven and a half. Rams minus 0.5. 49ers minus six and a half at plus 150.
1: Damn, damn, damn. Literally one of the podcasts that I was listening to said the only reason they were worried about the Rams is it's right at the perfect teaser number where everyone's <laughs> going to put it in all their teasers. They're going to tease it down to where they all they have to do is win and something weird is going to yeah. happen because that's fu- freaking Vegas. So uh, hopefully that doesn't happen, but just funny that that came up again. Uh, I'll run through my five real quick, and then I'll let you run through your five. On Saturday, we got Steelers plus 1.4 plus one and a half at the Colts. I will uh, throw this one out there on the Facebook group as well for those who weren't able to listen to the podcast before this game started uh, and before Nick's 12 o'clock game started. I'll throw both of them out there. Bears plus three at the Browns. Titans, gosh darn, I cannot read. Texans at the Titans minus two and a half. Commanders at Rams minus six and a half. And Cowboys at the Bills minus one and a half. So one more time without hesitating. Steelers plus one and a half. Browns plus three. Damn it. Um. (laughs) It is, thank goodness it is Friday. Bears plus three, Titans minus two and a half, Rams minus six and a half, Bills minus 1.5. I'll just put them all out there on Facebook for the people who couldn't follow my rambling there.
0: My five best bets of the week Minnesota plus three and a half. We are riding with Cody at Chicago plus three. Bears, Browns, same game over 38 and a half. Rams, commanders over 50 and a half. And then finally, I am also following Cody in Buffalo bills minus one and a half. So my five best bets, Chicago plus three bears, Browns over 38 and a half, Minnesota plus three and a half Rams commanders over 50 and a half bills minus one and a half. Absolutely. Teaser one
1: more time, Pittsburgh plus seven and a half Rams minus one half a point, and then 49ers minus six and a half. So Nick let's bring uh spring a winter home and uh yeah that's I don't have anything else no more college football as of right now I think maybe on next week's podcast I'll be able to pick some of the, the there'll be some bowl games, uh, yeah. bowl games that we can go over and stuff but yeah we're gonna keep this one short for you guys get on out of here let you guys get back to your weekend enjoy some football I got Saturday football Sunday football Monday football just It's the most wonderful time of the year, and not because it's Christmas. But, (laughs) Nick, good luck in your fantasy matchup. Hopefully you don't have an Austin Eckler on your team. Sure don't. All right, peace out.